Well, hello there, folks. That's um, Radio FM 88 Australia. My name is Geoffrey Shaw, and um, my co-host, Andrina Forrest, is based in the UK. So it's a global community that we're dealing and outreach to. And as a result, um, Andrina has been able to secure a lady who lives in the southern parts of the uh, UK. So um, it's going to be an interesting show to be tell you the truth so stay tuned and carry on and you can actually get onto the facebook sites and you can actually then uh, make comments and we'll um, share those uh, comments with our guest thank you andrina hi good morning everybody or good day wherever you are in the world and if you're listening to the replay welcome um it's my pleasure uh, to have melissa on our show today um melissa is an old soul connection but we've only met oh, a few months ago. Um, we connected through different things on Facebook and we've met up and um, we've got a lovely friendship going. So Melissa has been sharing her journey um, of her reducing her cancer naturally. And I know that's the way that everybody wants to go. Well, most people want to heal themselves naturally, um, you know, without doing drugs and all of this sort of thing. So Melissa's got a lovely story to share and um, and ask her to share about her daughter because her daughter was, um, I think, was it a couple of years old and she wasn't very well. You can correct me. Um, she wasn't very well and Melissa kept going to the doctors and they just passed her off as a young mum. But it turned out that she stood her ground and wouldn't leave the doctors and I'll let Melissa, share the rest of the story and and the journey that has taken you on to this point in time now. And Melissa's in my favourite place. She's right down in Paul. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so it was a great connection and not very far away. So I'd like to hand it over to you, Melissa. You'd like to share yes. how your journey started. Yeah, so thank you so much for having me. Um, it's lovely to be on here. So, yes, um, it was in 2013, actually, when my daughter, she was two years, well, she was two and a half. And um, just like a normal toddler, she should be happy and running around and full of energy. Um, but actually, she was getting quite poorly. And um, she was very, very pale. And she started to limp. She started to come out in bruises. And... Um, she just generally had no energy and was very tired. And so I kept taking her to the doctor's surgery um, because she also got very, very high temperatures. And um, they just kept saying to me, you know, her, her immune system is down, so she's going to get one virus upon another. And um, there's nothing wrong, go away. And I continued to go back because she wasn't improving and she was getting a lot worse. And I thought, you know, maybe she was anemic and, you know, something was quite wrong because she was just increasingly getting worse. And then she had night sweats as well. Um, and so back to the doctor's surgery, I went again and I got again. Um, you're a first time mother. Um, you're a very pale lady. So your daughter's going to be very pale and um, there's nothing wrong. And to just go away, she'll be fine. And yeah, like you said, um, I did. I was quite stubborn. <laughs> and I said to the doctors, you know, I'm not really going to leave the surgery until I've got 
some kind of confirmation as to what's going on or you do a test or something because I was convinced that something was wrong you know we know our own children yeah as a mother I just knew um something really wasn't right and so the doctor said oh there's nothing wrong please just leave everything's okay you don't need to worry and I said look you're going to have to forcibly remove me. I'm not going anywhere. I need to get my daughter tested to see what's wrong with her. I'm convinced there's something wrong and you're not taking me seriously. And, you know, you can call the police if you wish. I'm just not moving. You need to help me. Um, and they said, oh, well, okay, just to put your mind at rest and to basically get rid of me. Yeah. Um, they um, they said, oh, we'll send her for a blood test. Um, uh, they wanted to do it in a couple of weeks, but I was adamant that it had to happen urgently um got a blood test the next day and um yeah within two hours they called me back after the blood test and said she has got something very seriously wrong and please pack a bag and come in so yeah that was the beginning of her diagnosis and then she was diagnosed actually with leukemia and she had like all of the cancer cells had taken over her blood and she'd pretty much had to have a blood transfusion and platelet transfusion and everything that night. So, yeah, mm. it was quite, quite intense. Mother's intuition, eh? And I don't yeah, suppose definitely. You, you didn't get an apology from the doctor that they didn't listen to you. No. Um, <laughs> after a while, we returned back to the GP um, for a regular checkup, which was after... Um, everything happened and he actually said oh I'm the doctor that diagnosed you and I said no you're not you told me to go away <laughs> yeah, good yeah. yeah and I, I don't what was his answer to that then oh he didn't really say anything he just yeah, went no. on a bit <laughs> yeah, but yeah so, so that was the beginning um I wanted to do natural healing with her um, but unfortunately, I don't know the rules in any other country, but with children and mostly adults as well, they try and make you have chemotherapy and surgery and stuff. Um, where hers was leukemia, so it was of the blood, you didn't require surgery or anything. So they wanted her to start chemotherapy immediately. And I said, you know, can't I do some natural healing or incorporate some natural healing? And they said, unfortunately, if you wanted to do that, we would have to take your child away with social services because we have to make sure that she has chemotherapy to save her life. And so I obviously wanted to keep my daughter and not have her taken away. Um, so I had to comply with what they said. Um, and she did have two and a half, three years of chemotherapy. And as you can see with the pictures that were just there, she was really very poorly and mm -hmm thank goodness she has pulled through now and she is okay um but she's a very magical little girl and she's 12 now she's absolutely recovered and fine but the treatment was horrendous and um you know I wanted to do things more naturally and it broke my heart having to see her go through all of that you know um but yeah. she did pull through and she is okay and she didn't she does lots of crystal healing and things herself and um, actually through her chemotherapy, she used to hold crystals and rub crystals on herself. And she told me that she was healing herself, that it was healing her. And some of the crystals actually drained of color completely. It's really amazing. So yeah, yeah she does crystal work now. That's her. <laughs> that's her now at 12 years old. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, that's such a lovely start when children are in tune, but especially when the mother 
is in tune as well and recognizes you know you've got a gifted child here and you can help them like you say with crystals and healing and all sorts of things so yeah 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 so she she's cool. really in love with crystals she's mm. she's always been into crystals since she was very you know two years old um every time we go anywhere it's can i buy a crystal can i buy a crystal <laughs> yeah oh. people don't realize the importance of crystals i mean crystal virtually came out of um crystal radio sets i mean as a young boy you know we played around with crystals yeah crystal radios and then of course then you had CB radios and you have to cut the crystal to a certain length and it needs to have like six sides and all that stuff. And you have to have the other one replicated so that you can be a transceiver and receiver. So then we moved into TVs and other electronics and then they moved into liquid crystals. So, yeah, and then you've got watches. So crystals holds a charge, you know, it's got electric piezo effect. So when your child picks up the crystal, she's actually interacting with it. It's almost like she becomes one with a crystal and, the crystal has already got a originally exactly. got a program in it, so you're retrieving it, retrieving it. Pretty fantastic. They're amazing, aren't they? And oh. she's always got them lined up on the windowsill, charging them up with the sun, and they're just so powerful. And yeah, people don't realise they're really very powerful indeed. Yeah. So yeah, um, so it's brilliant. Well, yeah, I know. I I saw her last time I met you and yeah it's lovely that she's recovered and she's come through all of that journey and I can totally understand why you wouldn't want to go through that um but you had no choice because mm. that's how it was then like you know whereas now it'd be a different ball game wouldn't it eh? yeah um I mean if I could do it all again obviously I would just not take her to the doctors for the diagnosis in the first place but you know, everything is a lesson and a blessing and we have to exactly. learn from what's happened. And thank goodness I was really positive with her and, you know, kept her spirits up and made her laugh all the time and kept her positive, said, you're okay, everything's fine and was messing about all the time, having fun. Um, and I think, you know, power of the mind is the most important thing. But yeah. Um, mm. So, yeah, moving on from that. Um, well, I'll just interrupt there. You yeah. said a key thing, and that was the power of the mind. It's not only the individual, but it's your immediate family members who are around you. They need to hold that same intention mm. and that same uh, concept the of frequency. having a healthy person. Yeah, Definitely. It's, it's so important. Yeah, if we have negative people around us, it's going to rub off, and it's going to bring our vibrations down in, indeed. So, if, so, yeah, if I was a mother that was crying <laughs> and miserable and thought it was the end of the world and you know then it, it could have been very different but yeah, yeah, yeah fortunately I was very positive and kept her happy and kept her spirits up and her vibrations high and although she was really very poorly you know we did un, you know nearly lost her a couple yeah. of times it was really okay. scary but yeah. but yeah thank so goodness she was fine before we move on to your next step let's go back to when you were a child because you you've come in as a very gifted child as well aren't what lady now um, <laughs> so you you know you've seen spirits and all sorts of things haven't you so do you want to sh so did that come from your mum and dad or come from your gran or are you or are you the odd one out in the family now <laughs> you know what I mean yeah um I am kind of a black sheep of the family <laughs> yeah really I think um yeah, I think most of us are aren't we a lot of spiritual people um but yeah I think I mean, I can't remember way back when I was really small, but I can remember being about seven or eight years old um, 
seeing spirit and I used to see portals in the ceiling of my bedroom and um, yeah I used to see them all around the house and I used to feel their energy and everything and I used to say to my mum and dad um, because at the time I was young I was quite frightened I didn't understand what was happening and my parents weren't really spiritual or into that kind of thing um my dad used to do mindfulness and breathing technique and all of that kind of thing um but yeah when I used to talk about spirits and things it was your imagination go back to bed there's nothing there there's no (laughs) there's nothing going on at all and um yeah I used to feel them everywhere and see them and like I said there was portals in the ceiling I could see everything from a very young age and so I I just thought that I was having a problem really because they told me it was in my imagination that I must be you know seeing things or (laughs) you're dreaming and um, yeah so I I thought maybe it wasn't really normal and there was something wrong but then when I was I think I left home when I was 16 um, I started to do my angel cards and oracle cards and I used to do I listen to guided meditations and align my chakras. So I've always done that kind of thing. And I've always been on that path. Um, And I have always been a healer. I've wanted to help people and heal people all of my life, which, you know, unfortunately does drain our energy if you're not understanding how to balance your energy and protect your boundaries and everything. So to start with, I was giving out all the time and you know, getting exhausted. And so I had to go through the path to come to where I am now, really. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's all a journey, eh? It is indeed, yeah. But, um, I, yeah, uh, so... I'll tell you what, um, I just happened to have this thought last night to watch a movie I saw years ago called The Secret, Dare to Dream. Mm. And what a positive um, movie that was in terms of um, <laughs> seeing the glass... You know, full rather than uh, half empty. It was a great concept of thinking and it will manifest in it. Definitely. I mean, I've read all of the books. There's The Secret, The Power, The Greatest Secret. And I actually have the gratitude diary that she made. Mm-hmm. Um, and on one side of the book, you say all of the things that you're grateful for today. And on the other side of the book, you write everything that you're grateful for in the future. So it's the law of attraction. You're manifesting what you want to happen. And it's really very powerful. And I, I do that every single day. It's it's mm. really very clever. And yeah, the, the film is actually on Netflix. It's really, 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 it's really good. And I tell everybody about that, actually, <laughs> because yeah. it is what life changing. The secret. Oh, no, the, the film. Oh, well, there's two things. Um, on Netflix, it's, um, what have we just done? Just lost it. Um, the Secret. But it's actually more of a documentary. But yeah. if you can get in and watch the actual movie, The Secret, Dare to Dream. It's got Josh Lucas and it's got Katie Holmes in it. Ah, oh, so I've not seen the actual film. I've just seen the documentary. Yeah, the film yeah. is Yeah, the film is all about how things just there's a negative and out of the negative comes a positive and then from the positive it starts amplifying it. And it cha- and then it changed the whole family. Katie Holmes' character is a mum whose husband's died and she's bringing up three kids and how the mother-in-law, she's with the family and how there's a big cyclone comes in, typhoon, hurricane, whatever you want to call it in their language, <laughs> comes in and then this pallet turns up 
and it's he just the synchronicity of it all is just amazing. And he's the one it's who's incredible. power positive, yeah. He's the one who's power positive, yeah. Yeah, it's and incredible. He, yeah, and he changes their all he changes her kids and then he changes her just by his um, attitude and his words that he uses. Yeah. Yeah, I do that with my daughter as well. So if she's feeling like in a negative mood, like, oh, I can't do that, I can't do this, I'm saying to her, well, you've already done it. You know you can do that. And it's, it's you know, knowing, it's knowing that you can do this. And it's like with cancer, people get scared of this word cancer. And then they're praying and manifesting, please let the cancer go away. But the universe can only hear the word they can't hear, I don't want it or I do want it. And so it manifests to you whether you want it or don't want it. It's because you're saying that one word. So words are very powerful. They're like spells. Mm. When we say something, it happens. It manifests into reality. And so we have to be really very careful of our words. And so I always make sure that I say the cancer. I never say my cancer because I don't yeah. want to have ownership over that, you know. So what do you say? Yeah. What's your word? What's your phrase? So I always say the cancer or cancer. I never say it's mine because I don't oh, yeah. want ownership over that. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Yeah, and it's amazing how many people say, I have this, I have that, and so on. And it's like, I was thinking, no, you don't, <laughs> you know, but it's, but, yeah. it's a learning curve and it's re-educating <clears throat> re people on how they're thinking and their thought process. Exactly. And when you mm -hmm. when you're talking about something, it's like I don't say, oh, I hope I get better or I hope this yeah. goes away. I'm already healed. I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm absolutely of perfect health. There's nothing wrong with me. <laughs> and that's how we have to speak because it manifests into reality. Yeah. I'm perfectly healthy in body, mind and spirit. Yeah, Yeah, it's all connected 100%. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can't be one or the other. It has to be mind, body and soul combined. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Right. Okay. So share, share us how you came how you started this process happened for you so yeah um i had a bit of a challenging life as a lot of us do yeah. and um <laughs> and um, as you can imagine after my daughter went through all of this awful treatment um i had like a complete breakdown actually um because all through the treatment i was like what can i do get her get her well and I was like a martyr and nothing affected me I was just on a mission to get her well and um it wasn't until a year later or something um I had fibromyalgia and Crohn's and stuff and it all completely flared up and I was in a wheelchair I couldn't move I was in pain I had to have like four carers a day just to take care of me and help me with my day-to-day -day needs it was terrible <clears throat> and um unfortunately the pharmaceutical company got hold of me, the GP surgery, and they had me on like 36 tablets a day. And I was drinking morphine. I was just a vegetable in a bed, basically asleep. Mm -hmm. And um, and because I was going through like post-traumatic stress with what had happened with my daughter, they tried to diagnose me with all these mental health conditions, um, like bipolar and an emotionally unstable personality disorder and all these different things and had me drugged up basically I was led in bed and they were upping and upping and upping the medication and I couldn't even look after my daughter my mum had to look after her um and it was awful because I I just lost control basically I didn't know what was happening I was just asleep and very poorly and they'd upped the medication and sedatives to the point where I actually had a mini stroke a TIA 
and um, I was really quite suicidal. I didn't want to be there anymore. I'd kind of got to the point where I either exit out of this life because I can't do this anymore or I have to pull myself together and get better for my daughter and just be okay somehow. And so that's where it all began. Mm. I I then got off. I was like weaning off of the medication. I attended mindfulness classes. Um, I did confidence building courses. I did DBT um, to help with my emotions. I just did all of these courses and weaned myself off of this medication um, to the point where I was out of the wheelchair. My mind was strong. I didn't want anybody else to go through what I had been through because it was hell. Mm. Um, And I just wanted to help everybody else. And I knew that, you know, nobody should be on this medication because it it doesn't. This is my opinion. Obviously, people take medication. But for me personally, it made me poorly. It made me worse. It made me like completely sedated and unfunctioning. And so, yeah, I scraped myself out of the gutter, out of this black hole and decided that my daughter deserves better than this mother that's led in a bed and in a wheelchair and sick and poorly. And they said to me, you know, the doctor said, you're not going to be, you know, getting better. This is how it is now. This is a lifelong condition. You're going to be in a wheelchair and that's it. And I won't accept that. I'm a really stubborn person and I have a strong mind. <laughs> I'm an Aries. so. <laughs> and I wasn't taking that as that was what was going to happen in my life. So yeah, that was it. That was when I decided I'm going to get better. I'm not having any of this and um, started to heal. And then on my journey, helping everyone else, I, I'm qualified now in counseling, psychotherapy, Reiki healing, like all different things, a mindfulness life coach, just because through everything that I had been through, I just didn't want anybody else to have to go through all of these struggles and not have help or not have somebody to reach out to or you know, I wanted there to be a support. gap that was filled. Yeah, mm. support. Exactly. So, um, so yeah, I'd, I thought that I had everything together and everything was fine. I was where I needed to be. I was helping everybody. everybody. <clears throat> and then I had a couple of massive emotional traumas at the start of 2021 um, in February. And I have obviously, you know, my daughter being poorly, that was a massive emotional trauma in itself. And then unfortunately, yeah, I was diagnosed with um, aggressive breast cancer in May 2021. Yeah. So that kind of rocked things about and changed everything again. (laughs) So, yeah, I thought I'd done everything and got where I wanted to be. And then I had this whole new journey, which I'm completely grateful for. Um, so yeah, I was diagnosed, the, um, tumor was 8.5 centimeters when I got diagnosed in May and, um, I've now managed to shrink it down to five centimeters. I got, got it measured again a couple of months, uh, a couple of weeks ago, even. So mm-hmm. yeah, I decided that obviously with my daughter, I was not allowed to do it naturally for the reasons that they told me, but I knew that under no circumstances for my personal journey for me. I didn't want to be on any more pharmaceutical medication at all. I'd had this journey of, you know, pharmaceuticals. And for me personally, it made me so poorly. that I just didn't want to have any of it ever again, ever. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, 
And so they said to me, you know, Melissa, you don't understand how serious this is. You're a young, you're a young woman. You're 36 years old. You're a single mother. And um, you have a very aggressive breast cancer. It's very large. It's the largest we've seen in such a young woman. And um, I said, well, what happens if I don't want to have surgery? I, what happens if I don't want to have my breast removed? What happens if I don't want chemo and radiation? You know, I'm not convinced that that's the path I want to go down. And they said, well, I'll be complete, completely honest with you. If you decide to go down that road and not have any of our treatment, you will be dead by Christmas. No. So I obviously at the time when you're hearing that, it's really emotional. It was quite traumatic hearing yeah. that. Um, and at, at the time, I was in a bit of fear. And obviously, you know, I'm a human being. I have emotions. I'm not a robot. Um, it was quite traumatic and emotional to be hearing that. And they really, you know, play on your emotions saying that, you know, you're going to die. Please do this treatment. You're, you know, your mother, you're, you're a mother, your child needs her mother. And I, I knew all the way along I didn't want to do their treatment. And so, um, yeah, I... Um, I just decided, no, I, I don't want to do that. They then decided they thought I must be completely insane. <laughs> and, um, yeah, they, they were going along the lines of, we're not sure if you have mental capacity, if you're thinking with sound mind. <laughs> um, and, yeah, they said that if we find that you're not of sound mind, we can actually force chemotherapy on you through sectioning you. Really? being insane yeah <laughs> wow. and and so I privately contacted a, a um, psychiatrist and I asked him please can you just do an assessment to prove that I am of sound mind that I do know what I'm doing and he said yeah of course and I went for an assessment and he said yeah that's fine I have no concerns whatsoever he seems switched on to me I have no concerns <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, yeah I went when I went back to the hospital and they kept trying again, I said, look, I've had an assessment. If you want to have a look on the system, that's fine. It's all there. There's nothing wrong with me. This is my decision. They kept trying to force it all the time. But then, yeah, I, I just decided I was going to do it natural and they had to accept my decision, even though they kept, you know, trying to force me every time I went back to get measured. Um, I was adamant I knew what I was doing. And so, yeah, I just, for the first couple of months, I just detoxed. I did a juice, juicing fast, like for two months, I just had juice like fruit. Um, I removed all chemicals. I didn't use any makeup, any hair dyes, any shampoos, any soaps, any toothpaste, any washing up liquid, you know, washing machine powder, like nothing. I just removed every single product from my house and threw it in the bin. <laughs> and uh, just made sure there was nothing chemical in my life at all. Um, and I went on an alkali diet as well. So I followed Dr. Sebi. Um, he does an alkali diet. So it was like no meat, no potatoes, no dairy, because dairy creates mucus and it blocks the lymphatic system. Um and meat also creates mucus in the body. If you're mixing it with all these different vegetables and things and you have a mixed diet, it does create acidity in the body. And so I just had to completely cut out everything. 
Mm. And then I went to um, I went to see this man who's like he's a homeopath. Um, he does ideology, um, herbalist stuff, like everything you could imagine. And I got put onto a bioresonance machine, mm. and they're absolutely amazing. So he scanned my body. It's just I had headphones on and held a metal pole, um, and he scanned all of the organs. Um, they scan the brain, the teeth, the organs, the lymphatic system, every single thing. And it's really clever. It's a frequency machine. And he told me at the time, your lymphatic system's blocked up. You need to heal it. Your gut needs healing. You need digestive enzymes to break down the food. Um, so I knew that I had to heal my body, heal the lymphatic system and clear it. Um, I had to fix my organs and the gut is like our brain, isn't it? We need to make sure that's, mm, that's healthy right. and functioning. Um, and so I had to do all of these things. And I knew that cancer wasn't this thing that was going to come and kill me, this terrible disease. I knew deep in my soul and having done hours and days and weeks and months of research and years even, <laughs> um, I knew that it was a final warning that your body is so overloaded with toxins and emotional stress and all of these things that you have to clear it or you are at the end of your life. You know, that's a, mm. a, it's a warning. We have to, you know, pull ourselves together and deal with it, you know, and that's for me what cancer is. Um, mm. And so, yeah, as soon as I started to detox, um, clear, heal all my organs and do everything right, and I also had to do a lot of um, inner child healing. Um, I saw my friend who's a shaman um, called Mark. Um, he's absolutely amazing. And he did some, um, some shamanic journeying with me and some EFT therapy, um, some crystal healing, like all different things. Um, and I've also attended a couple of his cacao ceremonies, which were really powerful for my healing as well. Um, and after I'd actually done lots of healing, I went back for the tumor to get measured and they had actually said it's shrinking. So I believe what happens, you know, is once we remove all of the toxins from our body, mm -hmm. And once mm. we do our emotional trauma healing and get rid of all of the mind, body and soul traumas and toxins and heavy metals, everything from in our body that's not supposed to be there, because emotion and trauma is stored within the body as well. So obviously, because it's it was in my breast, um, it's within the heart chakra and anything within the heart chakra is, you know, we can get heart issues, lung problems, chest problems, boob, you know, breast issues um, from emotional trauma so if you have these emotional traumas it can manifest into your chest area and so I just knew I had to clear all of this mm. and yeah when I did it started to shrink and the evidence was shown at the hospital and they yeah what they did they concerned. say because <laughs> when um, I had a before I went to Australia I had a friend in um, in Bristol and she had breast cancer and she was like you she was adamant there's no way you're going to cut me up um not doing that road and she did all the juicing and everything but the actual um it was at french a hospital then um the actual um surgeon that wanted to know exactly what she was doing and they followed her journey and she cured herself and i think people wow. don't realize can't 
answer is a wake-up call. It's just saying, hello, you know, you need to do something. And, and it's brilliant that you've taken the alternative route because so many people, you know, go to the doctors, take what the doctor gives you, you know, the doctor's Bible, um, and people just don't do the research. And then sometimes the side effects are worse in the blooming, you know, what you've gone yeah. in with, you know. It's, but it's, it's, it's wonderful that you've done all that and what a testimonial. So so have they made any comment that you've been shrinking it yourself? <laughs> Do they not have <laughs> anymore? <laughs> you would think so, wouldn't you? You would think, oh, well, I thought this woman was going to be dead at Christmas and she's not. What's she doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, no, unfortunately, they. Um, the surgeon is kind of like, I don't know whether she... I don't know what she's thinking, to be honest. Um, but they, their kind of attitude was, oh, well, you've lost a lot of weight, you know, so perhaps it's because of that. And that's probably why the tumor's measuring smaller. And they're not actually, they're not scanning me or anything because I actually went for an ultrasound scan a few months ago. Um, I think it was September, October or whenever it was. And they actually said to me, oh, we're not quite sure what's happening with the tumor. And I said, well, has it shrunk or has it grown or what's happening? And they said, well, we don't really know. We're not sure. Um, you must be one in a million. We don't know what's happening. <laughs> mm. um, and at that time, I I was like, I didn't really understand what they were saying because I was like, it's a scan you can see. Compare it to the last one. Why can't you see what's happening? People have scans every single day. <laughs> And so mm. I knew something was a bit strange or what I was doing must be working and they didn't want to tell me, <laughs> um, which is strange because you go to a hospital and they're supposed to look after your health and want you to be healed, mm. um, which was really strange. But yeah, they kind of said to me, it's probably smaller because you've lost a lot of weight. Um, and then they said, oh, it could be the positioning of the tumour. Like they've tried to make all these different excuses as to why it could be a different measurement. <laughs> and I said, well, surely you can see that every time I'm going, it was shrinking. To start with, it was 8.5 centimetres. Then it was 6.2 centimetres. And now it's five centimetres. I said, that's a significant amount. That's not just mm. like a tiny bit. And it's consistently you know, slowly going down. And so, you know, it's not growing. I'm not dead. <laughs> it must be doing something right. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. there was there was one nurse that was amazing. And she actually did say to me, you look amazing. What are you doing? You know, you're doing so well. And so that made me feel lovely. You know, it's nice yeah. that somebody has recognized that you're doing good. <laughs> yeah. um, not that I wanted praise or anything, but it's nice that somebody actually did, you know, say um so yeah I said to her I'm doing an alkaline diet I've cleared all my emotional trauma I've been doing lots of spiritual healing and you know just removing all the toxins and everything and she said well whatever you're doing you know it, it's working keep going well done so yeah mm. but the actual surgeon they end on on paper when I get letters through it will never say it's shrinking, you know. They've said it appears smaller yeah. <laughs> and it could be for these reasons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but not that you've taken control of your body. You're not putting yeah. anything, uh, anything that's not of the highest good for your body. Yeah. But yeah, no, yeah what the letter should just say is this lady is, is shrinking it herself, not, but instead the letters say, this lady is still declining treatment. 
it's, it's crazy, isn't it? So, you know, and, you know, like you and, and many of us are completely alternative. We'll not put anything in our bodies that that we know is is not, you know, not good. There's so many things being put into people now. And then, you know, you've got to wake up and take responsibility, do your research. People don't do, you know, a lot of people don't do their research. I mean, there's a lot of us that are awake and, mm. and know about all these things. But, you know, it's a shame that the medical um, staff or don't start understanding that, you know, our body is the greatest healer. And if we listen to our body and what's going on, and like you look into it and address all these different things, you can turn it around. But, you know, you've got to be in the mindset, haven't you, of yeah. to make the change because there's a lot of people I know that I've spoken to and I've helped in the past are just rather take that route than mm. take responsibility for themselves. And so, you know, I found for myself personally, I've had to step back, you know, you know you, when you can help people when they're ready and if you can't help them, well, sorry, you know, move on sort of yeah. thing. You've just got to be aware of your energies and where people are at and uh, and if they want the help, you know, well, here I am, I can help you if you choose. Exactly. So, and yeah. it's a real shame because I think people go along that road. I mean, some people that I've spoken to that are completely awake and in tune and know what they're doing have actually unfortunately been sucked down that road because of fear. They are yeah. put into absolute fear and told, you know, you are going to be dead. This is the only treatment that will get you better. Mm. Um, and people are scared to death. They believe what they say because they're the professionals. <laughs> exactly. um, and they they see no other way. And even though they know that there are these natural ways, they've been mm. told by these professional doctors that, that's not going to work and you have to listen to me and people do go into complete fear don't they and um yeah yeah they go along with whatever they're told and I think cancer is the biggest fear word for people because it's a shock you know and I you know you think oh my god and yeah. then like for some people it's the end of the world you're dead yeah. and, and you've got no chance and for others it's like hello wake up the body's crying out for attention um mm. Yeah, so amazing. But unfortunately, we do associate this word cancer with death, don't we? And people yeah. do. They think, oh, my God, somebody has cancer, they're going to die. Mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. what has been programmed into us by the mainstream. Mm -hmm. And we we do believe that, you know, people people hear this word and it's all doom and gloom and they're scared to death, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's actually, like we were talking earlier, like the secret and manifestation. When these doctors and nurses and everybody say you will be dead on this day, you're, you've got that in your subconscious, in the back of your mind. Yeah. And if you're thinking constantly, I'm going to be dead on this day or this is going to happen, this is going to happen, you yeah. will manifest it to happen. It yeah. will become your reality. And this is unfortunately what happens. And so for me, I changed the timeline. I'm not on that. You know, that isn't yeah. my reality. Um you know, it's just a wake up call. That's not my reality. That's not what's going to happen. I'm going to be absolutely fine, you know? Mm. Well, the secret um, really comes back to if I said to you, Melissa, you have to get up at five o'clock in the morning, and five o'clock in the morning is not your cup of tea for getting up. But you might even go to your clock and you'll set that clock for five o'clock. What actually happens, I can guarantee you, you will wake up a minute before five o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> You can't program yourself. 
that happened like this morning I did that I thought I have to be ready for this talk <laughs> I have to set my alarm early I need to have a shower and be ready and I woke up yeah about five minutes before my alarm went off so it does it does work <laughs> yeah Sorry, and I woke yeah, up a minute before mine because <laughs> I yeah, thought yeah. I got ready and <laughs> yeah yeah and I'm not knocking the national health they have their place you know they do wonderful work but when it comes to educating people about the side effects of tablets and there there are other ways they're just not on that page yeah and sadly and you think now in this day and age with all what's going on they they'd be start to turn around and say hey this is right isn't you know because i won't have a mammogram there's no way i read, yeah. read about it and and that's my choice and you know you read about biopsy and all that they cut cut bits out of you but they leave the roots the roots still in so the root is going down in your body you know it's, yeah um not yeah, only so. that but people aren't ever like sometimes people when they have tumors and they have surgery to remove them and everything they will always grow back if you're not getting mm -hmm. to the root cause and if you're not exactly. healing your emotional traumas and dealing with your diet and detoxing and clearing your heavy metals and really doing your inner child work as well if you're not doing all of the reasons why it got there in the first place then it's going to keep coming back yeah. and this is the problem this is why so many people have reoccurring you know tumors and things because the surgeons cut it out people carry on with their normal life and then they come back because they're not getting to the root cause of the problem yeah and yeah. so for me um all of last summer when it was warm Every other weekend, we were going to the family farm and camping. We just took our tent um, and we're camping in the field and foraging and collecting, you know, plantain and silverweed and dandelions and hawthorn berries and living a little bit off the land. Not completely, but for me, environment as well, it's so important to have nature around us and be connected mm. with the earth and to ground and to heal and to have natural herbs and things inside of us to heal and our environment is so 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 important it's like they say don't they if you've got a messy house you have a messy mind yeah. and it's the same when you're you know when you're on a healing journey you have to be within nature all the time and ground and connect and I, I truly believe that that was a part of my healing journey as well just being in a field you know every other weekend and being outside as much as possible connecting with the earth and you know we used to make fires every night and just stare at the fire and mm. you know go into meditation and just feeling grateful for every single day you know gratitude is so important I was oh. you know grateful that I was in that place and I could hear all the animals the owls and the you know birds yeah. all these different things um but yeah, no, I'm I'm truly blessed every every single day that I have the knowledge and information, and I'm just grateful that I can share with everybody that you don't have to be stuck in a wheelchair, you don't have to believe that you have a death sentence, mm. and you can do things if you choose to do something and to heal. You can. You just have to decide and make that conscious decision, and don't be in fear. You know, don't let people, you know, limit your belief system. Don't let people put a timeline on your life or say this is how it's going to be mm -hmm. you know you can you can do it you can 
heal naturally the bodies are so incredibly powerful and you know the placebo effect as well is an amazing thing if we truly believe that we're taking some juice and it's going to heal us it will you know yeah 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 it's the power again the power of the mind isn't it it is it's so amazing how, so how did you get on when you first start to go from all what you've been doing to suddenly <clears throat> excuse me juicing and you know because you did it for a long time and I mean it it takes a while to adjust to that it's like a radical change isn't it yeah I mean I was I was really very overweight because in the past I had not had the healthiest um foods choices and you know pharmaceutical medication years ago and everything and so my body wasn't in a great shape I'd concentrated so much on you know, my spiritual path and helping everybody else with their trauma work and everything that I had neglected my body. And so I was very heavy. And so at the start of when I cut everything out <clears throat> and I juiced, I had lost three stones. So it was a real, you know, a lot mm -hmm. of weight. Um, and, you know, my family were a bit worried because they thought that it was to do with the cancer, but it wasn't, you know. Um, and so I lost a hell of a lot of weight really i mean for anybody going on that journey i do not recommend cutting out everything completely all at once it's not no. advisable at all and i was a bit silly to do that because i actually for two months felt like i was dying <laughs> because of the detox symptoms yeah yeah um you know i was asleep all the time I, I had flu type symptoms it's all of these detoxing symptoms you know um and so i did cut everything out all at once and it's probably quite dangerous and nobody should do everything all at once so you know if people are going on this natural journey with food and chemicals and stuff I would recommend doing it gradually you know first mm. you know sugar or coffee or you know one thing at a time yeah not all not all at the same time it's not too much um, of a shock to the body then eh? <laughs> that's right because your body does go into shock it's like what's happening mm. I'm not having sugar I'm not having coffee I'm not having you know all of these things and you go into shock um so yeah I don't advise that and I did do that and um <laughs> I did feel quite poorly for a couple of months but I got through it <laughs> but yeah no um but afterwards I think after like two months I went from sleeping like four hours during the day and feeling really poorly to having all the life in me and feeling wonderful mm. and and you know really started to feel like I was healing after a few months and um it was just that journey of detoxing all of the rubbish out of my body and yeah. you know it's not taken five minutes to get there so it's definitely got not going to take five <laughs> minutes to remove it all <laughs> no, that's um, but yeah, yeah after a few months I'd started to feel a hell of a lot better and yeah like I said I lost free stone as well so that's obviously going to considerably you know help things mm -hmm. and um I just as the time was going on I got more and more used to the diet I'd originally thought I can't eat anything you know there's nothing I can eat how can I do this I'm just living on this blimmin juice <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah then I found Dr Sebi's alkaline diet um and I found that was actually quite a lot more I could make and eat. And, you know, even though I couldn't have bread or anything, I, I made quinoa bread. So I just had like a cup of quinoa, a cup of water, blitzed it up with a bit of salt and cooked it. And that was what I was eating with like, you know, Sounds mashed up wonderful. avocado. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like that was my bread. You just have to swap things, you know, yeah. and 
you know, all of the, I took loads of different supplements, like I was taking high dose vitamin D, high dose vitamin C, I was taking NAC, I was taking, um, I'm, I'm still taking turkey tail mushrooms, um, soursop, which is graviola leaf, um, Essiac tea, like all these yeah. different herbal remedies. Like I have to balance my hormones because my tumor got, I got told it was hormone fed. And so I knew I had to balance my hormones. And so I don't consume anything, you know, like meat or dairy or anything that contains hormones. And also I take a herbal capsule, which was, it's just different herbs to balance my hormones as well. So yeah, I do all of these things. And I just feel amazing. I'm not feeling hot and bothered anymore. My hormones are balanced. I'm just, I'm feeling better and better and better as the time goes by. Yeah. And yeah, I'm, I, people say to me, you know, looking back, would you have changed things? And then maybe you wouldn't have got ill and this. And I said, actually, no, I'm really, really, really grateful for every single thing I've been through. And I'm blessed to have got the cancer because then I could heal myself and show everybody else that you don't need all of this pharmaceutical medication. You have the power to do it yourself. It's just knowing how. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Fabulous. I mean, that's, it's a wonderful story. And, you know, like looking at you now, I mean, I, I mean, obviously I didn't see you when you were poorly or anything, but um, such a testimonial and inspiration to others. And I know like people can get in touch with you Um and, and ask you any questions or um but I think for you know like you say it's getting over the shock first and then yeah and then looking at things but like you say um people don't realize you've got the washing powder full of chemicals you've got the softeners full of chemicals the tap water you know there's so many people that just drink tap water and say it's fine it's not no <laughs> but you know and it's like in Hair, you know, like I, I do as much as I can, natural as I possibly can. And there are some things I've had to use. And like you, I make, I've got essential oils. So in my yeah. bathroom, I've got a spray, a fresh spray for the bathroom, made up with with essential oils rather than spraying bloody, you know. And then like people, you know, you go past people and they've got aftershave on, and I'm, oh my god. You know, and like, <laughs> I've known people in the past, they go to hug you and I said, sorry, because it's you, it gets left on you and the smell mm. makes me, yeah, have a little bit, but don't put it all on your lymph glands, put it on your clothes, you know. Yeah, like your perfume, it does absorb. It? Yeah. it all absorbs into our bloodstream and into our lymphatic system and everywhere. It's like underarm deodorants and everything. Yeah. It goes straight into our lymphatic straight system. In. And it affects the lymph nodes and the breast and everything. And um, yeah. yeah, I always use essential oils, and I have done for years actually. Yeah, I've lovely. always I've always used essential oils, like burning them and using them yeah. for headaches and all different yeah, things. All and, things. <laughs> but even essential oils, you have to be careful about because I used to just buy off the shelf essential oils and off Amazon or wherever. Um, and it's not until I looked into you know, you know, you go down all these rabbit holes and find out all these different things. And even with essential oils, I found that even though it said 100% therapeutical grade and, you know, natural and all the rest of it, having delved into them deeply, half of them are only like 10% essential oils and the rest are synthetically made. And so I will only ever use doTERRA oils now 
and yeah, you know I, I, I actually yeah I actually saved up and joined because I know that they are pure you know where they come from and yeah, yeah. I use them for everything I rub um, frankincense and myrrh into my breast as well because they are so powerful they're really really powerful mm. and I drop frankincense under my tongue as well if they're not yeah. completely safe or you know good grade and you don't ingest yeah. them but I know that these are pure so I can um but yeah there's you just can use them in so many different ways and it's yeah I put it put them in my washing machine I use them for cleaning products like you say air freshener everything and they're so you know you can use oregano oil for our immune system and everything as well to build up your immune systems I remember I took yeah. some of that once or something <laughs> not and I didn't I didn't read up on it and put like five drops in a glass of water and then <gasps> I was like oh. <laughs> I was like dragons. oh no <laughs> never do that again <laughs> no it's like you have like hot oils don't you there are some hot oils yeah. like cinnamon and frankincense and mm. yeah oregano oil and if you're taking oregano oil, you should always put them in like a veggie capsule and, and swallow them like that. Don't it's ever put them in your mouth. You'll burn. <laughs> oh, yeah, you'll burn your lips. <laughs> fire breathing dragon. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> oh, no. I thought I won't do that again. I didn't I didn't look it up. But anyway, um, so going back to. <laughs> Excuse me, Doctor Sebi. Sebi, did you say? Because I yeah. don't, I don't know that name um, at all. So, um, so that was that was your main change of diet by following his routine. Yeah, he just does. Um, if you have a look online and you type in Doctor Sebi Alkali Food List, he talks about electric foods. You know, he talks about using the herbs as our medicines and. Mm. Um, just using an alkali diet because basically when we're when our body is alkaline it cannot grow dis-ease to the body like mm. it cannot exist so you know I drink bicarbonate of soda water as well yeah, and I mean. people think people think that um like lemon and limes are really acidic but actually when you consume them they turn alkali within the body and so it's all about alkalining the body so when your body is you know, when you have an alkaline environment, cancer or, you know, dis-ease to the body, it cannot grow. It can't exist in an alkaline environment. And so, you know, for me, that's why I decided to go and, you know, follow Dr. Sebi because he was this master herbalist. You know, he he helped so many, millions of people, you know, he cured them of, you know, cancers and HIV and herpes and all everything you could imagine and just with an alkali diet um you know I think he suggests cannabis oil and things or RSO oil or you know CBD oil mm. um and yeah herbs are our medicine they're they're what yeah, we need yeah. to fix ourselves yeah and another thing people can do is buy the pH strips because yeah you know, I've, got, I've got a pack and I'm always testing my pH to to make sure I got the balance right and um mm. that's another important thing you know if people just did that as a starter check your yeah. pH levels you know measured it on the guide and then if it's not right then you think okay I need to start looking into this um exactly you know the thing is so much of the processed food is is full of crap yeah I mean it's no you know and I went to um 
oh god about 10 past lives now about 20 odd years ago um uh, a lady that came over and she talked about colonics and we had all these pictures of different colonics and she was showing like if you eat meat how meat stays in the body you know Mm. and and just rots and you know and it's like you know getting people to re-educate look at what they're eating check the chemicals you know and the sugar content I mean some of the stuff I pick up now is like 50 percent is sugar and yeah oh my it's heart attack food you know (laughs) yeah unfortunately I mean People, when they see the word vegan, they think that it's a healthier alternative. And unfortunately, like you say, a lot of the shop-bought processed foods, you know, even that are vegan, they contain Mm. soy, they contain sugar, they contain, you know, genetically modified things. Half of it looks like it's 3D printed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, no, it's, it's incredible, isn't it? We do have to just eat clean and not have any processed foods not consume sugar or anything and just have an alkali diet so that dis-ease cannot grow within the body Mm. and just to make sure that every single day we're balanced and practicing mindfulness and that we're connecting within and listening to our intuition and that's vital because if we're listening to all of these external people and forces constantly all the time we're not doing what's right for us we're not going within we're not going with our intuition Mm -hmm. um you know people are put into fear all the time and they go along with you know the mainstream of what other people are told to do and what they believe to be normal but yeah we all need to be re-educating ourselves into actually what is good for the body because you know even people that have been trained in nutrition that I talk to they believe in, you know, keto diets and things and still eating chicken and dairy and stuff. And I have actually said to them, are you aware that these things do this to the body? Mm. And they're like, oh, my goodness, no, I've never heard of that. So we do have to be really careful in what we, you know, where we learn from as well, what information we're taking in. And that's really why, you know, I'm, I'm just happy as well, because all of the clients that I have already with you know, Reiki and I do past life regressions and inner child healing or different things. I'm just pleased that I can help them more now as well with what I've learned through this cancer healing journey. I'm just so grateful that I have extra knowledge that I can share with other people as well, you know, and it's it's just vital that we know these things. And I'm, I'm really grateful to you for allowing me to come on and share my journey because, you know, hopefully it will help so many different people, you know. Mm. Definitely, definitely. And I'm like, if anybody wants to ask any questions, we've got, we've got some time. Um, is there any questions? I saw a couple of things flash up. But, um, Jeff? Uh, sorry. Um, Hello, calling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nanu, nanu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's obviously reading something there. <laughs> Excuse me. I'll go with this. See, I put it up before. Oh, Andrea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when you were talking uh, about taking 36 tablets a day or something, um, I was very mindful of a, of a movie that had um, Jack Nicholson in it, and it was called One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that, Melissa. I've not seen that one. I've seen a few of his films, but that's not one I've seen. I'll write it down. 
Yeah, Probably I think too young. <laughs> so um, he gets sanctioned, and he's in a mental health ward, isn't it? So he's quite lucid. He's quite full on, isn't it? And the big chief Indian guy there is his roommate, and Jack's playing this role. And um, he gets medicated, and he and he calls the nurse nurse ratchet. He's just, she's just forever, buddy, dosing him up, you know. Yeah. I won't give away the rest of the story, but it's a very powerful, emotive movie concerning yeah. uh, the chemical-based um, aspects and how to get them certified. So, in those situations, it's always important. As I listening to you when you said they want to section you. You really did have to do what you did, and that was fantastic. You went and saw a psychiatrist to have a, um, mm. a mm. session there. Because it's important to have that. I mean, sometimes it's important to have even three of those um, testimonials because it's just slam dunk. And it's expert versus export, uh, expert. So, um, you know, lawyers are always keen to get an expert and then they have to get an, a higher grade expert who's a professor or something who's written many papers to be their expert to do battle in court. Mm. So I, I salute you for what you did. Fantastic. Thank you. That's a wonderful inspiration and testimonial to other people. And, and if anybody's listening, um, you know, and there's like also um, like the, my favourite book is Secret Language of Your Body by Anna Siegel. And I tell everybody, you know, Louise Hay is great, mm. but it's like the ABC guide, whereas Anna Siegel in the secret language of your body, even down to a thumbnail you know, a split in the nail, because I remember I had something like that, oh, years ago. And when I read what the emotional meaning was, I thought, oh, my God, (laughs) black and white in the face. You know, so it's, you know, when you've got not only cancer, but other things going on in the body. And also another thing is um, when people have got like their one of their toes, like gone fungi, you know, the nail goes all horrible and what have you. People don't realise, you know, don't ignore it. Something needs to, you, you know, there's something going on in your body and now it's coming out through your foot, through your nail. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, people just, you know, it's like helping people to understand what's going on in their body. You know, if you've got something going on, there's an emotional reason that you need to look at um, and... You know, it all has its purpose. And in, in that one, there there is like healing exercises to say, um, you know, when you read what whatever's, you know, like eyes are about not seeing. If you've got ear problems, it's about not hearing, not yeah. listening. And all of the, you know. It's all like these... if you have throat problems, you have communication issues. Yeah. It's all to do with the chakras, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, and so, you know, there's plenty out there if people are, um struggling or have got a health issue you know start mm. doing your research start checking all these things out you know you know if you need to take the alternative uh sorry the medical route that's fine but you can gradually wean yourself off and um, because i know some people have, have had horrendous um side effects from all these things especially lately i mean unbelievable and people are asking how can I detox what can I take you know what can I do and it's 
you know, is right, okay, well, we can help you as best you can, you know, when you're ready. If, if you're not ready, that's fine. It's not everybody's journey yeah. to, to change things, you know, and it's having acceptance as well, isn't it? That's exactly it because um, I do know a lot of people on this journey because, as you can imagine, I'm getting, like, hundreds of messages every day. Um, and, um, unfortunately, some people, you know, the natural way isn't, isn't right for them and because you have to you have to like we said it's mind body and soul and if mentally you don't believe that you're going to be okay you know that can be an issue and unfortunately some people they can do all of the same treatments have an alkali body do everything the same as what I'm doing but theirs is growing you know and it's because they haven't done the spiritual work they haven't got the mindset you need to have you know, the positive mental attitude, the knowing that you're going to be fine, you know. And yeah. um, also sound frequency is amazing. If you look into sound frequencies and all the different, you know, vibrations, if you have spooky tea machines or, you know, I think there's even some frequency sounds on YouTube um, and the bioresonance machines, you know, I have singing bowls and tuning forks and stuff yeah. as well, what I use on my okay. clients. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, um, you know, these things have a frequency with the body. They will heal us as well. There's so many ways that we can heal. Yeah, yeah. And it is taking responsibility. You know, you, you have yeah. a choice. You know, you accept where you are and you, you plod on along that way or you think, hello, wake up. There's more to life and my body. And, you know, it's, it's yeah. feeling better, isn't it? You feel, you feel more alive. You feel more joyful. You've got more energy. I mean... You know, I know there's so many different herbs out there. And, you know, I'm not, when I have a little garden set up, I would like to be working and using much more herbs than I do. But, I mean, I love going out picking fresh nettles and um, dandelion leaves um, and things like that. And and that's just a start. You can pick up herb books and, um, you know, in charity shops or bookshops and, start having a little read and and just do things gradually and if you're not that's right if you're healthy i'm fine you can still start making little changes to to be even better can't you exactly Mm. right any questions anywhere jeff is that it no well that's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show and sharing sharing your journey and um and it's wonderful, you know, if you hadn't have gone through that journey, you think how many, all those people that you wouldn't have been able to help. And it's, exactly. you know, it's, we have to go through that journey. If we haven't got, if we haven't gone through that journey, we've got no idea, you know, but with different That's situations. That's why I'm just so completely grateful that I have been through what I've been through and I'm coming out the other end. And now I can share my journey with everyone and hopefully, you know, even if I just affect one or two people, you know, not affect them, but, you know, help yeah, them yeah. to see, um, you know, the journey I've been on and give them some motivation or inspiration that they can do it too, you know, yeah. and just like you say, make tiny little changes. But, um, but yeah, if anybody does need support or guidance or help or want to know a bit more about what I'm doing, by all means, contact me. I can help you on a one-on-one, you know, basis or i'm also a reiki master i do healing by distance or in person um i do lots of quantum healing you know akashic record journeying inner child healing 
counselling, all different things. I, I have a mediumship workshop as well um, that's coming up. I'm doing it on a Tuesday and Thursday um, in April for six weeks. So if anybody wants to learn mediumship as well, I'll be doing that workshop as well. Um, but yeah, ultimately, my goal is to have a big bell tent in a field and to be having retreats and people come to me for workshops and everything and I'll get there and I'm manifesting it that's where I'm going to be <laughs> but at the moment I'm doing it from home so yeah yeah well that's a start isn't it so it's it's just like putting it out there now because we all yeah. want these things we want to be living on the land we want to connect yeah. with nature more and more it's so important like you know now more Definitely. than ever, yeah so yeah it's so important just to have that connection with the earth isn't it and to just mm as much as we can be connected it's like our shoes yeah. you know we shouldn't even be wearing shoes because it stops our connection to the ground you know mm. <laughs> yeah my yeah mega and you know you can get grounding sheets um and and different things so it's look you know because i know there's a lot of people live in flats and that because i think you know oh yeah. my god they're, they're so ungrounded they've got no garden they're not in touch with nature you know it's it's um yeah if, you, just, if you're in a flat yeah. then you have to go and sit sit in a park sit sit alongside a tree and connect with the tree and 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 you know have the tree healing eh definitely yeah just walk barefoot whenever you can connect with the earth and i lay mm. in the grass not quite right now because it's raining and no, no. <laughs> but it blows the cobwebs away doesn't it <laughs> it certainly does and you know if you're feeling um well, if you're just feeling out of sync or not very well or emotional, you know, like I went and stood on the grass and walked on the grass for about, oh, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes and got my drum out and what have you. And and I felt so much better just, yeah. just by, you know, because everything goes into the ground, doesn't it? You sort of Definitely. feel charged. So very important. Yeah, I've had a calling to keep going down to the sea at the moment and doing drumming and calling and healing for the earth and everything. And yeah, we'll you know, like we said together. earlier. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we'll have yeah. to do that together. Yeah, it's we, really we, powerful. Oh, isn't it, just So, yeah, Definitely. we'll sort something out. So, um, uh, I'll ahead. put up um, Don Tolman's um, book there. The uh, I think every home should have one. Mm. It's um, the pharmacist, this big, huge encyclopedia, ah. two volumes. It's just full on factual stuff. Um, he, he is just a a walking encyclopedia of natural health and amazing. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's really good. Dollars, yeah. He's using kaolin paper, so that's why the encyclopedia will last for two hundred years. But you can get it on a DVD now. So um, he's moved into mm. new technology. You can give it on a USB stick as well. Yeah, we amazing. Saw him, we saw him in Australia. Amazing guy. Absolutely mm. phenomenal. Oh my gosh. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. From and he Utah. says about. Mm. Um, not using plastic plastic tooth um, toothbrushes on your teeth and you know you could go on and on and on <laughs> with all the yeah. different things that are not right um, you know it's like when you're ready you know reprogram and make, make little changes and just look at getting you know and I know some of these um, softeners and powders are cheaper but yeah they're no good for us exactly it just depends what you want and, and you know just make subtle changes isn't it yeah in the washing machine i actually use soap nuts and essential oils mm. yeah definitely all these little things 
Okay, right. Well, I think um, we've come to the end and thank you very much for sharing. It's been an absolute delight and pleasure and I'll see you You're next welcome. week for coffee. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm so, so, so grateful for you having yeah, me. You're, you're so blessed, honestly. It's lovely to for you to share. So, And you'll obviously go on rippling out, helping more and more. So, wonderful. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you both for having me. I'm really grateful. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Lots of love. Thank you. And um, next week, um, we've got this gentleman called Michael Lamb. So, yes. Uh, there you go. He's a real open your eyes. He's Marty Feldman eyes, isn't it? Bloody hell. He's an amazing guy. I watched him on one of your shows. Yeah, so um, he's coming on to talk about stars, isn't it? All the different astrological, you know, astronomy mm. and astrological science. So. God, he's pretty good. So, um, amazing. Yeah. Anything else, Andrina? No, that's it. It's uh, all good. Thank you very much. Melissa, thank you very much. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> all right. All right. Bless you. Bye.